by the powers of the spirits of the East, who bring light, humor, and clarity, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the South, who bring protection, passion, and courage, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the West, who bring harmony, strength, and healing, we call to the witches. By the powers of the spirits of the North, who bring abundance, growth, and peace, we call to the witches. Desert Jen and Obsidian Musette Sage, here to share our knowledge with you on all things witchcraft. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Crones of the Wild Wastelands. Hello, welcome. We've got Obsidian Musette Sage and Desert Jen here. Today we're going to talk about how we perceive magic and what it means to us. Uh, we've got a great episode coming up for you. So uh, here we go. We've drawn our tarot card for the uh, for this episode. I have to apologize because my energy's very well <laughs> influenced influenced it. But um, I'll let um, I want to let Obsidian take over with the uh, reading of the card. Okay, today um, I was using my Rider weight deck, and it's actually a really cool deck because it's holographic. It's one of my favorites right now. Um, but we pulled the reverse page of cups, and I wasn't real thrilled with that one, so I didn't feel like it really reflected the energy of the episode, so I also pulled a qualifier card, which was the reverse page of pentacles, and then, you know, we sat here talking about it, and realized this is all about Desert Jen. She's she's going through a really tight spot right now. She's, she's quitting smoking, and she's was told by her doctor it's really got to happen and she's not real confident about it she was told a while ago that she's got to cut back and eventually quit but that didn't really work for her so now it's at the first of the year it's cold turkey for her so we've really got to you know be there for her <laughs> we've got to support her through this endeavor so let's all you know leave some positive comments here below really encourage her to do this because it's really important that she does this for her health and you know, for the health of her, her family and stuff, you know, nobody wants to see her get sick and nobody wants to see her, you know, not be here with the rest of us. So let's all give a hand to Desert Jen for trend for quitting smoking. May we yeah. all live through it. May we all live through it. And hey, I applaud you because <laughs> I'm not quitting smoking. And it's one of the things I really am terrified to do because I don't want to gain weight. I can't afford to gain weight. And I'm terrified that if I quit smoking, I'm going to gain 100 pounds. And I just, mm, and that's what my family said. Oh, mom, you got to quit. Nope. <laughs> so. Well, I'm staying away from the chocolate. So I think that's going to be important towards the weight. Yeah. yeah I mean, just start with small goals. Yeah. You know, small goals. That's, that's what you got to do. So there we are. So let's talk about how we perceive magic. The way I think of it is that all magic, all energy is derived from the universe magic is energy and magic is neutral and can be called upon for any working um anybody can call upon magic anybody can use it for whatever they want to use it for um it's chaotic and unstable it can be used for whatever and no two people are going to get the exact same results so if i were to do a love spell on my husband and Desert Gem were to do a love spell on a guy she met in the bar. You know, my love spell may turn out that my husband, you know, becomes more passionate or does the dishes for me. 
And Desert Jen may love spell may end up, you know, backfiring. Just as an, you know, just as an example, finding Mister Goodbar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or she may, or she may, you know, find the love of her life and live happily ever after. And I might backfire, and you know, my husband could be like, well, you know, I'll just get you, you know, a vacuum. <laughs> you know, so you know everybody can do use use magic, and and it can turn out different for everybody. It's all about your intention. Magic is about your intention. It's about how what you put out to the universe. You know, so if your intention is pure, yeah, and if you have the intention, hey, I want this to happen. I want peace in my family then you're going to get peace in your family if the universe deems it so and i believe that the universe has a say in everything you know like desert jen and i did a spell we had the intention for a certain result and the universe took it and kind of bent that it <laughs> gave us a different result i mean it was it was along the same lines it, it was definitely along the same lines but the result wasn't quite what we were expecting so it's by your intention and and you can use tools or corresponding herbs and colors calling upon a deity there's so many other ways to enhance your intention but i just believe that magic is all about intention yes i do too um i see universal energy to be a non-gender energy uh, i mean when you throw it out to the universe the universe doesn't see male and female it doesn't see you know things the way that we see things um i believe all of our requests whether you're a, a witch whether you're a christian a hindu right whoever you are it's the universe who is you know I, i'm i'm sure i've got relatives who will shoot me for that <laughs> comment but you know it, it all goes out to the universe and the universe just kind of you know is a big switchboard and says okay you know this right. is where we're sending it right my all deities are part of that universal energy right which takes us to the divine Right, the divine, I see this is more like celestial energy to me. If you would call upon the moon as a goddess, or if you would call upon the sun as a god, it's kind of like a hierarchy. It's kind of like you have the universe, and it splits into a male and female. For me, it splits into male and female. You've got the sun, which is male. You've got the moon, which is female. So there's a balance, because everything in nature most everything in nature is either male or female to me so i just think that divine is like just the celestial stuff like the stars and the planets and the correspondences that you use to call upon them um, powerful magic can be called at appropriate times like during the moon phases and it affects people's personality and fate like people use astrology to call upon the moon phases and call mm -hmm. upon the, the houses of the the zodiac and stuff like that and i believe it does affect people's personality for example we are in a new moon right now we just had a new moon last night and it affects my sleep big time most people sleep better during a new moon and are like crazy during a full moon for me it's the opposite i am up and awake and in a tizzy during the new moon and i'm very happy during a full moon so right now, I'm just kind of all in a tizzy because we're in a new moon. And I'm not really myself that much. So 
I believe these energies really do affect people whether they believe mm-hmm. it or not. Yeah. And and it's actually you know it's funny because during a full moon, you will find that there are more babies born. There are more people getting arrested because they're being crazy. <laughs> you know, it's a proven thing. You can you can ask any cop or any OBGYN and they'll tell you. Any ER, they'll any ER doctor, they'll tell you. During a full moon, it gets crazy. Yeah, I, I see it as a gendered energy, but as a balance. You know, um, yeah, it, it's balanced between male and female. But other than that, I see it much as that Obsidian has outlined it. Um, but I can't disagree with any of it, and it pretty much, you know, the way that I, that my feelings thought. You know. Yeah, I kind of jumbled it all up because I'm in a tizzy because of the new moon. But yeah, yeah, male and female. I mean, it, like like I said, most everything in nature is balanced, male and female. Yes, you know. And what about deities? How do you feel about deities? Um, like I said, it's kind of like a hierarchy. So here's what I here's how I feel about it. So you've got your universal energy, right? You've got the universe, which is all powerful, not being the the most most energy you could possibly think of. Then under the universe, you've got the divine, which is the the basic male female energy. So I like to think of the divine. When I think of the divine, I think of the moon and the sun. When I think of it immediately, then. Under that, you've got the deity. So it's if you want to think of a good thing to, to equate it to, you can think of Christianity. And under Christianity, you have so many different types of churches, types of religions. So under Christianity, you've got Catholicism. You've got LDS. You've got Episcopalians. You've got you know Methodist. You've got Baptist. You know, you've got all these different kinds, all these different spinoffs of religions. And so deities, to me, are kind of like that. So... Under um, the divine, you have little break-offs of gods and goddesses. So you've got the Greek pantheon, you've got the Celtic pantheon, you've got the Norse pantheon, and these are all different set. And you've got also got gods and goddesses. You got Egyptian. You've got also other gods and goddesses that don't fit any one pantheon that you can call upon, and they're there for you in their aspects. So if you want to call upon a sun god, you may want to call upon Ra, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you want to call upon a moon goddess, you might want to call upon Diana. Right. So they're in, or a war god, you call upon Ares. Right. So they're all in their different aspects. So it's like, that's that's how you know which god or goddess to call upon. Yeah. So that's how I think of that. Um, it just depends on what deity you're working with. And it can be very powerful in the work and please the deities. The one thing that I wholeheartedly believe is the deities never give anything away. <laughs> you don't just sit there and say, hey, I need 100 bucks to get by. Right. And 100 bucks shows up in your bank account. That, that doesn't work. You we have, wish, but it yeah, doesn't. It, you have to work for it. You have to work for it. So it's kind of like, you know, the whole Christian phrase, God helps those who help themselves. Yes. Well, it's the same with our deities. They help those who help themselves. If you are you need money, you have to do the spell. You have to put in the work. And if you need money, you can't just sit there and wait for it to come to you. You have to you go have, earn it. You have to go earn it. And yeah, maybe you don't have to go break your back to earn it, but you have to do something to earn it. You just can't sit there and wait for it. If you want love, you can't sit in your room isolated and wait for somebody to knock on your door. You know, right. you've got you've got to put yourself out there. Right. And you know, so many people are into prosperity spells. 
and they just want whatever prosperity it is or abundance that it is to pop in front of them without realizing <coughs> that what you should be doing instead of asking for the prosperity is asking for ideas mm -hmm. to find the prosperity. Right. I have found the gods are more than generous if you're asking for ideas. Right. It, it, it's, you know, I've never had a god walk up to me and hand me a hundred bucks. Or say, but I, I have, this and this is what I'm doing. Can you help me with this? And don't say, can you give it to me? Say, can you help me? Help me find it or help right. me find a way to do it. Because sometimes that's where my blocks are. Right. And they can help remove those blocks. I also, you know, again, agree a lot with, with Obsidia here with the hierarchy of energy. I also have a bit different um, philosophy when it comes to the pantheons and using the gods within the certain pantheons, in fact, all pantheons. They, I believe they reflect the culture of the region they originated from. Yeah. Um, Ra is going, uh, as a sun god, is going to do things a bit and process things a bit differently than say a sun god from the norse gods yeah i can see that uh, and because the norse i mean the norse were raised in, in in you know the the um land of sun and, and darkness right. i mean you know things are harsh up there and they can be very harsh whereas down in egypt they had a little bit easier with a much more mild the weather they, was different the right. weather was different their culture but they had really different they had mummification and stuff like that that's whereas right the norse you know they put them on a boat and set it on fire kind of right thing. so yeah definitely different cultures different cultures make things so much um different and you have to be careful with your pantheons some are pretty straightforward i mean you know they are what they are um some others are very complex and very unpredictable because we don't know the culture if you don't know the culture, you're not going to know how these gods are going to process your requests. Okay, so I have to ask, and I know this is something we're going to get into later, but how do you feel about the cultural misappropriation of using somebody else's gods? I, um, I, I, I think that's just a complete, total bunch of bull. Yeah. I, I, I mean, um, if, that, if talking, that was a thing, why are people who are uh, of Celtic heritage worshipping a god that came from the Middle East? Right. Isn't that misappropriation of a god? Right. And that's kind of how I feel. You know, I think, I think religion is there for everybody. Yes. Anybody can have any kind of spirituality that they damn well please. Yeah, and, and to think that, that um, any one person doesn't have a little bit of aspect of any culture, I mean, at the, in this day and age, we right. are so intermixed. Right. You know, it's like um, most example, of my heritage comes from Celtic. But, you know, the English were overran by how many different um, cultures. Well, for example, I have Bedouin in me. Uh -huh. I had no idea. I have Bedouin in me. Right. Holy cow. I, I mean, I, 
I had, I was part of a research study and I got my DNA back and I had Bedouin in me. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know, but yeah, we're so intertwined anymore. Yeah, I don't believe there's a... How can you a... say you can't worship this? Yeah, I, I think that's a bunch of bull. I mean, um, we'll, we'll get into that. that. We'll yeah. get into that way deeper later. But, you know, you were just talking about the difference between culture and pantheons. I just had to bring it up. Because yes. People are going to have the questions about that. Yeah, well, you know, it, it just get to know the culture. Before you choose the pantheon you want to go to, unless you have a very strong calling towards it. Um, because the culture, I mean, these gods were created their culture. Right. Or their culture was created around these gods. Right. So, you know, the more that you know about the culture that these gods come from, the more that you can better find your, ma you know, define your magic. Um, nothing is cut and dry. I think this sort of thing is what is missing in many of the learning books and yeah, everything. Nobody stuff, ever yeah. tells you to study the culture of the gods. Right. I think that's very important. I'll also say in my solitary work, um, I very seldom use a deity in my requests. Okay, if I'm um, working on my own, I generally just send it out to the goddess. We have so much ma male energies going out there through the followers of the God of Abraham that I think a shift to the feminine is kind of needed. It doesn't hurt anything. How do you feel about like the Dianic tradition? I became very close when, in the beginning to going down that route. Seriously? Seriously. I oh. am um, very much a feminist now, and as I get older, it gets worse. Really? Or better. It was depends that, on your point like of view. Was that part of your upbringing? Were you part of that, part of that life? Like, were you raised in your... I guess what I'm trying to say, that era. Were you part of that era? Were you? I was a kid during, during the women's movement. You know... I, we went to some big schools where, where you know, it was taught, taught. I also went to some very small schools where it was totally ignored. See, I was my mom was the stronger in their marriage. Hmm. I mean, my mom did the book. She did, you know, all that stuff. She kept the family going. You know, right, my dad right. went out and got the paycheck. Right. Um, it's but kind of the same way was, in my marriage, too. And it just, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more feminist. Um, unfortunately, the, the Di I can't pronounce it. Dianic? Dianic, yeah, that. <laughs> it um, was too rigid, too, too many rules. Um, it in usually involves a coven, and it's not very worthy towards um, solitaire. So, you know, I, I kind of said, nah, that doesn't quite, there's some parts of it that didn't feel right. And yes, I, for me, that was just like too extreme. See, I, I was raised when everybody was doing coke and partying, so, you know, feminism wasn't a thing for us. It was not, you know, nobody really talked about it. I would have to say that, I guess my family, I mean, my dad was kind of like, he was old school, he was old school, but when they did talk about feminists, and I can't think of anybody in particular, but when they did talk about somebody in the news or whatever, they always called them, like, they were freaks or they were you know really out there you don't want to be like that and they're hippie and all this other stuff and hippies were bad and blah 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 and you know and don't ever be like that and I was supposed to you know grow up and marry a doctor so you know I was supposed to be on the street and narrow with a house with a white picket fence and 2.5 kids and you know all that stuff so you know I was supposed to live that kind of life so when I especially meeting you it kind of really opened my eyes to that not not that I was ever against it uh -huh. but I did feel it as I grew older that 
hey, you know, I could be my own person. That's and right. I, you know, and my husband was always very supportive of that too. Mm-hmm. So that's and and as I've as we've matured in our marriage, he's kind of like, hey, do what you got to do. I don't care. Yeah, in my marriage, mine was uh, he, he, very much a, a narcissist, not benign, very, very malignant, and I, I, I guess w- once that ended, and his influence over me ended, the feminist came back. Right. You know. That's great. Um, things haven't changed. I, I mean, they have gone from extreme. Like when my mom married in 1956. Uh, she couldn't get a credit card. She couldn't start a bank account. She couldn't do a whole lot of things that we take for granted. You know, right. we just take for granted. You know that that <coughs> we're equal to a man in most 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 legal except ways, <laughs> except for our pay. But I I think that that depends too. That you look at. You know, there are more women waitresses out there than there are male waiters, right. which brings that disparity. I mean, if you're working for a place that you start work on January 1st, a man starts the same job with the same education, the same experience on January 1st, I don't think there are many places out there that are going to start you on different wages, you know. And if they do, quit, because right. it's not right. Right. But... <clears throat> Life is what life is, and we have to. That's one of the reasons we're doing this is to to help bring awareness to you witches out there that things are not necessarily equal. Right. And well, see, if you if you were to make it known that you were pagan or a witch, and then they found out, you know, and, and you found out that you weren't receiving the pay that the other person was, then you'd even have bigger questions. No, I wouldn't have any questions whatsoever. I would be to the Human Rights Commission um, the next day. Would you know if it was because you were female or because you were a witch, though? I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care? I wouldn't care. If somebody wants to discriminate against anybody for any reason, whether it's because I'm obese or whether it's because I'm woman, or if it's because I'm a 62-year-old woman, the, 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 there should be no discrimination. I've had, I've had jobs where I've had to wear my pinnacle under my shirt. Yes, that, that's probably to. wise. That is probably I've wise. Told. I ask. I've been told. Really? Yes. Well, I, most of my work experience was with a state government, with a union. Mm. And any time that I mentioned that I was Wiccan, it was usually because I felt something was in the air. And that was one reason they couldn't fire me. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's ways of using it too. That's but, true. Um, you can use it to your advantage and be like, "Hey, you know, especially in, you know." But you shouldn't have to hide your religion. Mm-mm. I don't care who you are. You shouldn't be sitting at your desk preaching to people. Well, no, no matter what religion you are, religion should stay out of the workplace. Definitely, definitely, one hundred percent. And I don't care who you are. Back to deities, though. Yes. I don't use male deities very often either. It's not because I think there's an abundance of male worship. It's just mainly because I don't connect with them. Yeah. I I don't. Um, My spirit guide tells me that I have a god, a patron god, but I don't feel it. I don't feel him. I don't. It's not there for me. He he tells me that Bell, he's a a Celtic god of the sun. Uh Uh-huh. My spirit guide tells me that 
that he's it that I'm supposed to, he's supposed to be my patron god and I just I don't feel it it's not it's not personal I'm sure I, uh-huh. I just don't feel the connection usually if I have to use a man an idea, I just use the god right I don't use a specific god so so there have been times I've used the wild hunt that one really intrigues me yeah but other than that no nature how do you feel about nature being part of energy I feel nature magic is energy like derived from the earth and her creatures. Mm-hmm. So you can you can take energy from the ground. You can take energy from the water. You can take energy like the, this goes with elemental magic as well. You can call upon the elements in the quarters to boost any of your spells and add power to any of your workings. They can offer you protection, but you can get energy from any of those elements. You can get energy from animals. A lot of times, if my dog is with me when I'm doing magical stuff, like when I'm reading tarot or whatever, I can get energy from her. If I'm grounding and I'm really having a hard time, she'll come sit next to me. Mm. And just, she's a pain in my butt. I love her dearly. She's the most obnoxious, needy dog you'll ever meet. But she sits next to me when I'm having a hard time with magic, when I'm struggling doing what I'm trying to do. And she gives me that pure, innocent energy that only a dog or some other innocent animal can give (laughs) you. I can see that. Because I am her alpha, and she just adores me. Mm Mm-hmm. And she gives me that pure energy. So, And she's part of nature. She's she's nature's creature. Right. So you can get that from any part of nature. You can get it from a tree. Like a lot of people go and sit on sit under a tree when they try to ground. Go sit on under a tree and ground to the earth and set their roots in. That, that's what I do. Yeah. Yes. See, and I'm more connected to forests and nature. Mm-hmm. Forest and water, I mean. Forest and water. Not really fire girl. Fire kind of scares me. Yeah, it does me too. Especially after that fire we had up in the canyon mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, and now there's mudslides up there. No, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to go up there and see the damage. I don't want to see any of it because it just it terrifies me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not really an air girl so much. But yeah, I just, it, it's easy to connect with nature and get energy from nature. I find, I, when I think of nature, I think of Gaia and I think of Earth. And I, I think them all as one deity in themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always had a, a saying, even before I was pagan, that, that that Gaia were just parasites, were just fleas on mm-hmm. Gaia. And every once in a while, she's got to give us a good flea powder, right? You know, keep us under control. But I see her as, as a living, breathing being that needs to be treated as such. And many times, including myself, we don't treat her quite. Uh, with the respect that we need to. As for calling on the elements, again, in my solitary work, I usually don't call the quarters. I will use the elements or the if they are important to my requests, such as burning a written request, gathering power from a storm, um, cleansing through connecting to the earth during centering, or using a body of water for a specific request. Th- those are the ways that I, in my solitary practice, is how I use the elements. Using magic from the events of nature is amazing. Like so, storms, blizzards, hurricanes, thunderstorms are my favorite. They are mine too. I, there's there's an incident last summer. I mean, last summer was dry. Right. Last, I mean, what we got rain like three times. It yeah. Like, well, there was a thunderstorm, an awesome thunderstorm, and it wasn't very long, and it rolled right through. But as soon as it started to rain, I went out on my porch and just faced the storm, and held my hands out in the air, and just let it soak me all the way to the, you know, soak through my. Clothes. Oh, I bet that felt good. Oh, it was the wind and the rain and the thunder. 
I sat there the whole stood there the whole storm and just let it cleanse me all the way through. Oh, I bet that felt really good. It was good. amazing. And my you know, my family's coming out on the porch going, What are you doing? I'm like, Leave me alone. I just want to do this. Just leave me. They're like, You're crazy. I'm like, I don't care. Because it was so hot that day. And it was the like the first real thunderstorm of the of the summer, and I just loved it. It was amazing, and I felt charged afterwards. Yeah, like I was Superman, Superwoman, and I could face the world and do anything. Yeah, it was amazing. The energies, you know, I see energy in everything. I mean, we gather energy like you did from the storm. We find soothing energy from a pool. You know, there's right. nothing like getting into a pool and mm, just floating. floating. You know, yeah. that soothing energy. Um, or the warming energy of a fire. You know, if you've had a, fi- a fireplace, you know, and you sit there in front of that fireplace. Or and the just, fire pit at your house. Yeah, or the fire pit, and you just get nice and warm. Mm. It, 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 it's wonderful. And with all energies, a witch needs to be careful. She needs, she or he needs to be specific. And we need to recognize all energy can be... A, a calm and soothing energy or it can be harsh and destructive you know you can sit there in front of the fire pit and feel so warm but like you said that fire that ripped through Lamoille Canyon a couple of years ago was so destructive and destroyed some very important things up there just like Colorado oh my gosh week. Colorado yes what the heck was that that came that out of horrible. nowhere. Yeah, yeah, it came out of 2000 nowhere. 2,000 homes or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, like, uh, what uh, the heck, man? Uh, the, you know, it's so the right there, the difference, difference between the, you know, um, snow can be beautiful and wonderful, but but in Fairbanks, it's being destructive right now between the rain and the snow. I have a friend up there who's just, you know, she broke her shovel of I don't know how many umpteen Holy years because she had to use it so much Holy in cow. the past two weeks. I mean, roofs are caving in because of the rain and well, snow. And look at I all mean, the people that got stuck at Downer Pass. Yes. Yes. Last week. Oh my goodness. People were running out of gas because they had to run their car to keep the heat on. To keep the heat on. And, you know, all energies have two sides. You need mm-hmm. to be careful. You need to be care. You need to learn before before you use it. And you need to learn how to harness it. Because, you know, if you can't harness it, you can cause some damage. Not mm-hmm. just to other people, but to yourself also. Mm-hmm. The thing is that it isn't just the elements that give off energies. It's other people. Yeah. Other people can give off such energies. I, I have people in my life that come around occasionally. And I have to remember physically to put up my shields. And we will discuss that in later episodes as to putting up your shields shields because their energies are so wild and so unpredictable that i'll find myself spiraling out of control right and say oh well well, well, stop shields or go home (laughs) you know one of those things but i personally consider shielding against wild and or negative energies to be one of the first basics a witch must learn definitely i mean if you've ever um some of the meetings i would go to with pagan pride um one girl who became one of my best friends and and my teacher and another girl they were sitting around there i was new to the you know new to the community and i could feel both of them picking through my brain because i didn't know what shields were Right, and when you have two people picking through your brain at the same time, you know you just want to go running out of there, going stop. 
Right. You know, um, I soon learned what, what how to get my shields up. I've, um, I definitely agree with what you say about gen- energy. I mean, there's such a thing called the psychic vampire. Oh, yeah. And they will get you, especially, I mean, there's the negative ones. I, you know, you taught me a lot about energy. I mean, I knew about it, mm-hmm. but you taught me a lot about the physical energy and how to use it. Um, I had already been using universal energy to use my shields, and I also use it to cleanse myself when I'm doing my shields on occasion. And we can talk about that later too. I use it every day for my protective shielding. Also, being an empath, like being empaths like we are, um, I've had to physically veil myself. Yeah. Even my shields aren't strong enough. I've had to physically veil my third eye and my crown chakra because people are just, you just gotta be like, get off. Have you ever gone into a certain store and gotten that? energy we have one here and the women who work there mm-mm, i love the store uh-huh but you know what i'm talking about i'm not sure what oh, oh yes yeah the women who work there give me the worst and not the owner but the women who work there give me the worst vibes oh man i can't stand going in there with those women but i love the store well, Anchorage, it was Value Village. I would go in there, and long before I, I, I accepted my calling as a witch, I would go in there and just break into a cold sweat mm-hmm. and would have to get out of there. Um, it wasn't until after I, I, I took my calling and learned my shields that I could walk and stay in that store. I even have my shields up, and the, the women in there, mm-mm. They give me bad, bad juju. It's not good. Yeah. I told you about the one lady with the ring. Yes. And that's part of it. It just... I don't know. They just, you know, just tell you guys a little story. I went in there, and the first, that day, I went in there and bought a $2 piece of fluorite. Then I left, and so I went in there, I took the ring, put it on the counter, and this lady who had helped me the first time says, "Ah, you do know how much that ring costs, don't you? (laughs) And I looked at her, I'm like, uh, yeah? And it wasn't like I was dressed... I just rolled out of bed. My hair was done. I had makeup on. I had decent clothes on. It you know, wasn't anything like that. And she was looking down on me. I'm like, yeah, I know how much it is. She's like, ah, just checking. And if it weren't for the fact that I really wanted that ring, I would have walked out. Yeah. But I did go back and talk to the owner uh-huh. the next week. And she was very apologetic. She's like, bought day when I bought a deck of cards there, she gave me $5 off the deck. Oh, cool. So, nice. Very nice. But yeah, so I get what you mean about the energy. You walk in there and people are just like, mm, just got to say no. Yeah. You got to learn your shield. Okay. Well, you know, I think we've had a good discussion here today. Yeah. I hope that those of you who are listening enjoyed it as much as we have enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. We have I, I feel better after these episodes. I don't awesome. know why. Awesome. Jen, don't forget to leave her some encouraging comments. <laughs> and so um, next week, um, if you join us next week, we'll be talking about the history of witchcraft and how it has changed during our lives as witches. Until then, hail and farewell. Hail and farewell. Join Desert Jen and Obsidia Musette Sage next time on Crones of the Wild Wasteland as we chronicle the ways of the witches. Care for yourselves and one another. Keep the strengths of the witches close to your heart and spirit. By the powers of the north, west, south, and east, we bid you hail and farewell.